to another edition of Robinson Ralph's world famous uh, having a Nasser with me Simon Robinson and me Dave Silito and me Imogen Templeman oh good the dream team's back together for for yet another exciting episode we can't all um, be me though let's just clarify that oh yeah that's true uh, we have to think of you and you and I and other things right. but otherwise it's going to get very confusing okay well uh let's just see how it goes um okay so this this case is a case of moore versus phoenix product development limited and it's a it's a it's a such an interesting case um but i think it's it's a is it a month or two old now dave it's from august yeah well, i think it's from august it's from august um but it's yeah. Before we go in, are we not having a minute's silence? Because we are recording this on the 30th of September, which is the final day of the furlough scheme. So I think right. we've been, been a bit disrespectful to the furlough scheme there, but we'll have to gloss over gloss over that, won't we? I think the minute's silence would have probably been the best bit of the whole thing. But, um... <laughs> a minute's awkward silence. <laughs> Very much like a lot of our conversations, <laughs> but but only a minute, and it's yeah, it's a deliberate awkward silence. <laughs> there's an end. There's an end in sight, though, to it. Again, unlike most of our awkward conversations. <laughs> um. So okay, so let's. The case is Moore. Oh, I've done that bit. So anyway, so Mr. Moore, who was a, he was a gentleman. Um, he was the, uh, the 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 CEO of a company, well, of the of the of the respondent, um, and he had invented this uh, water saving toilet that was that was um, friendly to the environment, and it was sold by by the the respondent. Anyway, he was replaced as CEO, and CEO of course stands for chief executive officer. Brilliant. Uh, yep. Back in with the anachronisms, and um, uh, that was that was due to performance issues and the the toilet's lack of of commercial. Um, success. The toilet, Moore, the toilet had a lack of commercial success. I mean, as a as a as a music star or as a TV star, as a film star. I mean, what was this toilet sort of ambition? I'm I'm wondering now. What's the backstory uh, of this toilet? Um, he was a singer. Okay. Okay. Brilliant. Um, he was a singer, and he went on. He went on X Factor, and um, <laughs> and a. He did. He didn't get. He didn't get. He didn't get through to the to the live shows. Oh, did he not? I thought maybe he'd won, and uh, perhaps the sink had finished second. And it's always the it's always the, the the one that finishes second that ends up with more commercial success, isn't it? That is that is true. You're thinking mainly of 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 Will thingy. Will Young and Gareth Gates. Yeah, we were thinking of Will Young, and then also you're thinking of other things that happened during the X Factor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So anyway. Mr. Moore engaged in a, in in um, uh, unprofessional behaviour towards uh, the, his the guy who replaced him, Mr. Jones, um, and he, that included undermining him to to board members, um, and he, re, he he referred to Phoenix, um, he founded Phoenix, and he referred to it as my company, even though at that point his shareholding had reduced it to a mere five percent. Um, and uh, he called himself founder director to third parties, and he generally um, struggled to, to let go. And he had, eventually, whenever 
they failed to find resolutions to, to all of these problems. There was a meeting held with him to talk about his conduct and um, uh, they listened to everything he'd got to say over a number of hours, but decided the, the board that, um, that he's got, they had to dismiss him immediately and he, he wasn't given any right of appeal. And um, having left the business, uh, his business, he, he, you know, he felt like, um, he then made a claim for unfair dismissal at the employment tribunal or as some judges call it, the tribunal, which I, I don't like. Um, Dave, thoughts on the word tribunal? Um, tribunal sounds odd. It's always try, tribunal, triangle, yeah. Yeah. try harder, yeah. Dave. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that's just in your home life, isn't it? Obviously. Yeah. <laughs> so, Imogen, would you prefer tribunal or tribunal? Tribunal. Okay. What about no, tribunal or tribunal? Huh? Yeah, tribunal, tribune. What about that? Anyway, so uh, so uh, they, they found that this, this that attempted banter failed miserably. That was that was that was. I think the three of us are guilty there of crimes against banter. Um, truth, <laughs> truth be told, that was, that was, two of you. Yeah, well, well, not not taking part in it is also a crime. You can't not do anything and then go, oh yeah, you two are rubbish at that when you didn't do anything. So no, all three of us are guilty of, of crimes against banter. There, actually, I would say you're the worst one, Imogen, because you you didn't you take part and then stood back and tried to blame me and Dave. So aggravated, so aggravated, yeah, lack that, of banter, that is, isn't it? Yeah. Anyway, so um, an employment tribunal found that um, his dismissal, uh, which which had been for some other substantial reason, SOSR. Yeah, SOSR was um, was was fair, but but they found that in any event that that had it been unfair, there would be a hundred percent contributory fault reduction to demonstrate. Uh, sorry, to um, to reflect um, his his poor um, conduct, his contributory uh, conduct, and they also found that the tribunal um, that it, there was no that even if there'd been an appeal, it wouldn't have made any difference to the to the outcome. So. So Mr. Moore, unhappy with what was going on, um, uh, appealed to the Employment Appeal Tribunal, the EAT, um, and uh, they held that even though an appeal would usually be part of a, of, a, of a procedure in order to make it fair, it didn't have to be, and that the reasonableness of an employer's decision uh, to dismiss, or the fairness of the decision to dismiss, had to take into account all the relevant circumstances and in that in this case that included the fact that he was a really senior um member of of the business he was a board level director and that it was a, a relatively um small company and it didn't have a, a higher level of management to to hear a hear an appeal so um they also found that the at that the tribunal had carefully considered um whether an appeal would have served any purpose so it wasn't that they'd forgotten to do so and had concluded that it would have not done uh, in these circumstances. So do either of you two want to talk about um, why, why that case is important or, or of interest, even though I might not have presented it in such a way? I think it's important because it shows that it won't automatically be seen unfair just because there's not a different, um, just because you're not hearing the appeal and there's a different hearing officer, which won't always be possible in smaller organisations. Yeah, I mean, it, it's not. We're not saying don't don't use this as a 
as a as a template to say you never need to have an a have an appeal because usually a right of appeal will be will be required to 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 ensure that the dismissal isn't found to be unfair but it may be relevant for smaller organizations dismissing senior employees is that is that a fair summary do we think yeah i mean i think it's a fairly extreme example here isn't it you know the, the facts of the case um, are, are pretty unusual and in the vast majority of cases an appeal will be appropriate but here where you've got an employee who is at a senior level whose conduct is causing friction within the business and importantly who doesn't accept that what they've done is wrong during the dismissal process yeah um you know they it, it, it's it's futile to have an appeal and I, and I think that's that's probably the the, the sort of high hurdle that that businesses are going to face in deciding whether or not to have an appeal isn't are you going to be able to say that an appeal is inevitably futile or is it possible that an appeal can rectify earlier problems or give the employee an opportunity to uh, make alternative representations i think it's noteworthy as well that they dismissed the employee here for some other substantial reason i.e the breakdown in relationships rather than um, his conduct itself now they were perhaps holding themselves out as a bit of a hostage to to fortune there because it would have been open potentially for the tribunal to say well it's not some other substantial reason here is is it this is this is really a conduct dismissal and, and if the tribunal had, had felt that it was or if the business had just proceeded down the conduct route in the first place um then it would have been unfair if they hadn't allowed an appeal and you know of, of course the a not only um would that have been unfair under general unfair dismissal principles but the acas code of practice on disciplinaries would have applied in a conduct dismissal so i think you know you're going to have to be pretty confident in your ground and it's going to have to be a, a fairly unusual case for an employer to be confident that um a, an employment tribunal is going to agree with them that a, a, an appeal would be futile I think that's wise words, David. Imogen, what, what are my thoughts on this case? <laughs> I think your thoughts was that there should be a word of caution to employers because a right of appeal could actually be contractual uh, within their contractual provisions. So as Dave said, in this case, because it's SOSR, but potentially could have been seen as on the facts an actual conduct dismissal, employers need to be really careful because if it was seen by the tribunal that this was a conduct dismissal and you denied your employee um, in line with their contractual um, policies, their right to an appeal, and also the ACAS code of conduct, there could well be, you know, major procedural failings in there. That, do you know what? That is exactly what I was thinking. It's like you've got a window into my soul, Imogen. <laughs> um, and, and what was Dave thinking? Did he have any additional thoughts, or had he, has he pretty much said everything he was thinking? No, Dave did have some additional thoughts. He, he? he was still questioning um, what went wrong with the toilet and, and what might just <laughs> <laughs> So he missed the big issue, Imogen, is what you're saying. He was still missed the big issue. Yeah. I was, just, I was wondering still... about the toilet. <laughs> I like the sound of this toilet. Do you know what? The sad truth of it is that you're probably right. That's it. He was probably thinking about toilet jokes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm always thinking about going to the toilet, but that's um, 
that's another issue that um, I'll, I'll pick up with my doctor. What a startling revelation. <laughs> so so um, uh, regular listeners to this um, uh, podcast, or as is known in legal circus, uh, Omni Shambles, um, will, will, may know that Imogen uh, Templeman, um, who you can't see because this is a non-visual medium, but we can see because we're recording it on, on laptops, has moved last week into a brand new house. So congratulations, Imogen. Yeah, congratulations. And what you, you may or may not know is is it's a lovely house. It's in the middle of the country, isn't it, Imogen? Yep. And Imogen has taken the rather unusual step of moving into somewhere with a corpse loft, haven't you, Imogen? <laughs> I knew this was coming. <laughs> yeah. So, so when you were buying the house, you were concerned that there were corpses in the loft, weren't you, Imogen? No, I think I think we should rephrase that for accuracy. You were concerned when I was buying the house that there's corpses in the loft. I wasn't concerned. Well, then you wrote Dave into it to make him concerned. Well, it sounds very much into corpse loft. That sounds terrifying. Yeah. Yeah, you'll but, be in there next, Dave. <laughs> God almighty, that evidence, went dark. Evidence. Did you hear that, Dave? From, from there's no evidence of it being a corpse loft to being threatened to become a, 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 a member of corpse loft. Yeah, it's and not corpse moved, loft yet. Yeah, <laughs> but, but it's corpse loft because the woman who was selling the house wouldn't let you in it. And it seemed like an obvious conclusion that um, there was corpses up there, didn't it? Yeah, quite, quite an obvious sleep there, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you been up there yet? No, I'm too scared. No, yeah. <laughs> and obviously, if you're lying in bed at night and you hear scratches coming from Corpse Loft... All right, okay. What happens if you hear knocking coming from Corpse Loft? Or groans I like this? What happens if you hear... Come <laughs> to Corpse Loft! It's beautiful, Imogen. It's not secretly hell. Promise. <laughs> would you would you go up to Corpse Loft? No, I wouldn't. I'd be out of that front door quicker than you could say Corpse Loft. Even though you've been reassured that it's not secretly hell. <laughs> I mean, what could be more reassuring than that? <laughs> do, do you know what? I am trying my best to calm you down here, Imogen, and you just seem to be twisting my work. Yeah. That's your own fault for not doing follow-up questions, Imogen. <laughs> You didn't do due diligence. I didn't ask about demonic entities. Did I? Oh, just ghosts. So, um, okay. So, um, so, I haven't received my invitation to the house for me yet. You're not invited. <laughs> You've no. been straight up to the loft. That's all. That's a bit embarrassing for Dave, but when am I getting my invite? You're definitely not getting an invite. What? <laughs> this is, do you know what? This is this is genuinely hurtful. Well, I think I think this is where we should have a minute minute's awkward silence. Yeah. <laughs> I'll blow my whistle when it when it um when it when it, when a minute is up, like the referees do. Okay. Okay. Beep. We we cut that out, listener. <laughs> Don't worry. <laughs> but we 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 can assure you it was incredibly awkward. It was oh, it was horrific, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there you go. All right, look, thank you both for making, is it making the time or taking the time? I think taking either. Is it? Okay. Thank mm. you for making and taking the time to be on this podcast today. All right, everyone. Uh, thanks, Imogen. Thanks, Dave. Um, bye. Bye. Bye.